0: The work will go on, and you can silence the voices, but you can't stop the song when the sphere is Hello we welcome in God and welcome to O Gold Ramion, Man, the show whose host can make Ben Stein sound. Exhilarating. <laughs> this is your host, Brom French. It is great, fantastic to be back with you. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at com, or you can reach me by phone, preferably text 210 854 8029. And so I'm about to get on the road again. I had come. Oh, it's we're getting close to a month had showed up to surprise my wife for her birthday and had a couple weddings that I needed to or a wedding I needed to stay in the area for and now time is of the essence and about to head back out this time uh, gonna make a stop in Louisiana and then going on to oh maybe Tennessee and West Virginia South Carolina Uh, not in this order, and uh, New York and Baltimore, just kind of going to be all over the place. Living for Jesus is by far the greatest life that you can find. And as a matter of fact, you will find yourself more fulfilled living for him than doing anything else you can possibly do. As a matter of fact, you see, some people look at me, and, and when I say living for Jesus, you might assume, well, I'm talking about evangelizing, which is what I do as a profession. But that's really not it. When I'm talking about living for Jesus, I'm not talking about what I do. I'm talking about who I am. I'm not talking about what you do. You can be a pastor. You can be evangelist. You can work a nine to five job. You can work graveyard. uh, You can, it really doesn't matter what your occupation is. But living for Jesus is is the best thing that you can do and living for jesus in your occupation will make your occupation that much more fulfilling used to work for enterprise rent a car and i was a driver for them and being a driver for enterprise i found fulfilling what that's right why why would you find working just driving a car fulfilling because when i drove the car i would be taking people from one place to another And inevitably, a conversation would come up, and the Lord would find his way into the conversation. Working at UPS, another very fulfilling job. Oh, it was laborsome, and it was difficult, and it was frustrating, but fulfilling. Fulfilling, how in the world could you say that? Because I got to talk about the Lord. And there's nothing more fulfilling than having Jesus in your life. It's one of the reasons if you work in the public sector, and I have talked to some of them, you know, Kim Davis isn't the only one that's going through persecution in the public sector. She is in the forefront, and she gets the most attention. But I have spoken to some who also work in the public sector. They work for the government, and in working for the government, they are finding that their freedoms there the freedom of speech has been inhibited and they are no longer able to say things even for instance as simple as god bless you if you hadn't heard the woman in the military was court martialed, or they're talking about it because she said she had on her computer that we wrestle not against flesh and blood or something like that or uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper she was quoting a scripture on her computer Uh, on the screensaver or whatever, and they saw that, and they're going to court-martial her over it. Hmm. The crazy thing is what that means is those that are in the public sector will find that they have less and less things to fulfill them, and so then you go searching for other things. This is why we have prostitution, why we have drug addicts, why we have uh, alcoholics over and over again. It's all from the same, it's the symptom of the same disease. When you remove God, this is always the case. But if you can insert God in your life and on your job and in your home and wherever you are, if you can insert Jesus, that's the crazy, amazing thing. It automatically makes it more fulfilling. It makes it better. I tell you what, if you have never inserted Jesus, If you've never done it, maybe on your job, maybe you've never done it in your home with your spouse, maybe with your children, I encourage you. Why don't you take just a moment? Give me three weeks and just once a day for three weeks, mention, find a way to bring Jesus into the conversation. Oh, you don't have to be ignorant. You don't have to be in your face, but just find a way to bring him in. I believe you'll be surprised by the results. Let me take a break. While I come back, we'll go through the Bible in a trillion years. Hold on just a second. Will someone shut that man up? Never! Never! Are you struggling with weight? Are you having a hard time getting that extra poundage off? Maybe only three pounds. It's all you need to lose. And you can't seem to do it. We've got the ideal diet program for you folks. You don't want to miss it. It. Some people think it's gross. Some people think it won't work. They don't know what they're talking about. I can tell you what you need to do. What you do is you buy our special lemon. Lemon? That's right. You buy our special lemon. You cut it open. You put salt on the lemon and then you eat the lemon. Not just the lemon, but you eat the lemon rind as well. And you do this after every meal. Let me tell you what it does. The lemon rind, when it gets into your stomach, begins to eat all of that extra fat. And before long, voila, you look fabulous just like me. And we are back. And we're about to go through the Bible in a trillion years. We're in Genesis, Genesis chapter 34, which is an amazing accomplishment. <laughs> we're going to pick up at verse number one. Verse number one, Genesis chapter 34, the Bible says this And Dinah, the daughter of Leah, which she bare unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor the Hivite, "'The prince of the country saw her. "'He took her and lay with her and defiled her. "'And his soul clave unto Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. "'And he loved the damsel and spake kindly unto the damsel. "'And Shechem spake unto his father Hamor, "'saying, Get me this damsel to wife. "'And Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah his daughter.' Now his sons were with his cattle in the field, and Jacob held his peace until they were come. And Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to commune with him. And the sons of Jacob came out of the field when they heard it, and the men were grieved, and they were very wroth, because he had wrought folly in Israel in lying with Jacob's daughter, which thing ought not to be done." This is too long of a story for me to go into great detail, so we're going to have to break it up into segments, and probably at the end, we will tie it all together. Remember, Jacob has, at this point, he's got 11 sons and one daughter. Benjamin has not yet been uh, born. Yeah, I think it's uh, Benoni. Yeah, Benjamin has not yet been born. But Dinah is his daughter, his only daughter and she's gone out to check out, to find girlfriends, friends her age that she can hang out with. This is what she's doing. She's out of the house, but she's looking, who can I pal around with? Who's my age that I can hang out with? And so she's gone out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hittite, or the Hivai, however you pronounce it, prince of the country, saw her, He took her and lay with her and defiled her. Can I tell you what he really did? He raped her. He abused her. She stole her innocence. Not her purity, but her innocence. And his soul clave unto Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. So now all of a sudden he loves whom he has raped, who he has violated in the most inappropriate measure possible. He has violated her beyond uh, the pale, and now all of a sudden he decides that he loves her. He loves a damsel, and he spake kindly unto the damsel. Now, for me, this is a personal issue because my daughter, uh, my daughter was raped. My daughter was violated. My oldest daughter had went through some horrible things. Thank God. The child rapist Terry Bush is in jail and will be in jail. He was sentenced to 20 years. And then, from what I heard, he got, you know, they, they cut that down in half basically for time served and so on and so forth. So, but they are saying that he got in trouble while he was in jail. So that has lengthened the time again. But this makes this story very personal to me. I totally understand these boys and what they're going to do. It makes perfect sense to me. Because now Shechem says, hey, I want to marry her. And so then what I did was okay. Think about that. The ignorance that some people have. Well, I want to marry her so I can go ahead and do what I want to do. If you want it, you should put ring on it. (laughs) Uh, So his soul claimed to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the damsel and spake kindly unto the damsel. So now he's trying to pacify by giving kind words. And Shechem spake unto his father Hamor, saying, Get me this damsel to wife. Um, If he was a real man, before he ever touched her, he would have gone to his dad and asked for permission. He would have gone to Jacob, he would have gone to Israel and said, hey, I like your daughter, let me date her. He would have asked the right way. And Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah, his daughter. Now his sons were with his cattle in the field and Jacob held his peace until they were come. I personally believe somewhere now, Jacob eventually is going to rebuke his a couple of his boys for acting out on what has transpired here. He's going to rebuke them. But I can't help but recognize somewhere deep inside Jacob, he wanted this to happen. What he's going to rebuke them for, he wanted to happen. Why? How can you say that? Because the Bible says that he held his peace until they were come. He didn't tell anybody until they came. He wanted to make sure it was all pinned up inside of him and he wanted to make sure they heard it and they heard it from him. And Hamor the father of Shechem went out to Jacob to commune with him. And the sons of Jacob came out of the field when they heard it. And the men were grieved and they were wroth because he had wrought folly in Israel and lying with Jacob's daughter, which thing ought not to be done. It still should not be done. And I recognize, you know, that we're talking thousands of years ago. Some things never change. Men, you need to be men. And To be a man means sometimes you got to put your own fleshly, selfish desires aside and treat a lady like a lady. Wow, this is too good. We don't talk about this often enough. This society needs real men again. Men that are willing to be men and treat ladies like they're ladies. Recognizing not all women are ladies, but all ladies are women. Caitlyn, you don't Caitlyn Jenner, you don't count. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We shall talk to you Have later. Someone shut that man up. Never never